This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. You want reckless speculation? How about reckless trade speculation? Uh, happy Reckless Speculation Thursday to all who celebrate. This is Mackie and Judd. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment Therapy Speculation. Our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson is here from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department, the Scoop Podcast. Inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams. And Doogie, after last night, a game in which the Grizzlies built a 55-point lead over the Warriors at one point. <laughs> The Grizzlies are now 20-5 and five with Tyus Jones as the starting point guard this year. Of those 20 wins, nine are by a margin of 20 points or more. Per 36 minutes, Tyus Jones averaging 15 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, 45% from the field, 40% from 3. And he's been worth 5 win shares for Memphis, which would be third on the Timberwolves. Cat averaged 10. Uh, I don't know, man. It's probably too easy to say, well, just replace D'Lo with Tyus. I don't, I don't know that that's the solution, but he's a better player than he was a couple of years ago. Absolutely. And my radar would be up if I was the Timberwolves this offseason. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. You Phil? want reckless speculation? <laughs> <laughs> Pay that man. He's also an A-plus human being. So after game three here... It was relatively late, not as late as after game four, that late Saturday game. But after game three, my colleague, Joe Schmidt, is doing a 10 o'clock live shot. Tyus walks over with his young child, introduces his young child to Joe. Like, that's just the sort of human being Tyus is. Here would be the hope if, like, playing this thing through. Like, I can't see Tyus going to New York, right? With the Gerson Rosas influence, with the Tibbs influence. Now, money ultimately will talk loudest. Like, this is the chance. Now, Tyus has already made a bunch of money, but this is the opportunity for him to really cash out. Like, set himself up, his family up for the rest of their lives. Maybe they're already in that spot, but, like, he can really hit the jackpot. Jalen Brunson is going to get paid. Now, does Dallas find a way to keep him? Is that possibly Indiana, the Rick Carlisle connection? Is that Detroit? Detroit has seemingly been interested in Brunson for a really long time. Or does Tyus maybe end up in Detroit? I guess what I'm getting at here is, like, I'm not sleeping on the possibility of the Wolves somehow finding a way to ship D'Angelo Russell to New York with Rosas there. Like, that's just something, put it this way. It's maybe like on the back of my radar, but it's on my radar. Like that's something I'll be keeping an eye on here for a while, regardless of who the final decision maker is here. Like that's a scenario that I could see playing out. So then the Wolves would create, you know, maybe it's a three team deal. Maybe there's a way for, for them to create some cap space and flexibility. As of now, they have the mid-level exception. I think Tyus might be worth more than that, but would Tyus come home? For the full mid-level exception, like if you move D'Lo, would you be willing to make a move like that? Point is, Phil, Tyus Jones is ready to be a starter. Now, I get it. There are questions. There are people wondering if he's in the perfect spot. Memphis should re-sign him. He'll still play heavy minutes in Memphis, but doesn't need to be a starter. That him taking that leap to playing 35 minutes a night 
Like, does the production go down? But regardless, he's he's put himself in a position to hit the jackpot. And if I were the Wolves, I would have a ton of interest in bringing him home. And Dukes, I, I was told the difference is that at some point in time in the last year or so, he has a new shooting coach because his shot now is actually really good. And and it's also, if, if you watch the trajectory of, of his shot now, it's definitely changed. Um, and so I think that that's where the step was taken, that he probably found the right person to work with, with him consistently uh, because that is the one place where, and there's no, no question, against the Wolves, he did this. He is now knocking down shots that I think when he was with the Wolves, he probably couldn't consistently knock down. Yeah, he is a much better shooter. Judd, if you had literally, if we had done even a 30-second pre-show meeting, I could have sent a text. I could have given you a name on said shooting coach. I can tell you, he still works a lot with his older brother, JD. But I'm sure, right? Like, the shot is so much better, significantly better, that, yeah, I presume you're right that he found the right shooting coach. In fact, as soon as I'm done answering or pontificating right now your inquiry, I will send a text message. Maybe by the time we are wrapping up, I will give you a name. But, yes, I presume he has to have had worked with somebody new, right, last summer, tweaked that shot because the shot looks significantly different and He's improved it, and that's a big reason why he is going to get paid. Whether it's in Memphis or somewhere else, he is going to hit the jackpot this summer. You know, one thing, and and, and this is a valid question, because Jordan McLaughlin has given the Timberwolves some really good minutes in the second half of the season. He was obviously on the course. Power back by noon. All right. (laughs) That's the scoop of all scoops. I don't care about anything else today. We will get power back at our residence at noon. Breaking news here on Mackie and Judd. Golden Valley Power is coming back. <laughs> oh, there's a certain like, older gentleman in Golden Valley. I was like, yeah, all right, dude. We'll be very happy. Yes, there's a neighbor of, at one o'clock of mine, yes, that absolutely needs his power back. Ah, is this septic water? What is this? What is <laughs> happening? Where's the flashlight? <laughs> So a lot of people, are, and this is, I think, a valid question to to flesh out the answer to, that Jordan McLaughlin, is is he sort of what, if you gave him more minutes, it, do you already have a duplicate version of a Tyus Jones? And my answer to that would be, I don't know that we've seen enough of McLaughlin to say, all right, dude, we're going to trust you for 30 minutes a night in more of a starter role if D'Lo departs. Uh, number two, I think Tyus Jones is a considerably better shooter. I know McLaughlin had a hot shooting streak at the end of the season, but give me the four extra years of experience. Give me the better shooting with Tyus Jones. I also wonder, what Doogie, you brought it up earlier. It's one thing to go from, hey, I'm a change of pace, sort of spot starting point guard that you know is going to once in a while play 25, 30 minutes to being the guy who's paid more money and to have that responsibility in your lap. And the only way to test that out is to actually put Tyus in that spot. So uh, I, I'm super curious. The other thing I love about Tyus compared to D'Lo is self-awareness, the fact that D'Lo doesn't know sometimes when to not shoot. D'Lo doesn't know sometimes when it's his turn to set up opponents. And Tyus Jones goes onto the court, I think almost with like an, I don't know what the word is, but like he has spent so many years in the NBA clawing his way to play meaningful minutes, and he understands it's not about him when he's out there. He understands it is his job to facilitate the offense, and then sometimes he understands it's his job to spark the offense and score points through through that avenue too. So the the self awareness and the fact that you could just spend your time setting up Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards is all very very appealing to me. Dude. Very appealing. Like I've had people on Twitter wonder with me if the Wolves will go after Zach Levine, free agent, Chicago Bulls. I love mm-hmm. Zach. I can tell you, Zach still has fans here. Do you really want Zach plus Ant together? Like, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. By the way, Zach is now with Rich Paul Clutch Sports. Rich Paul also has Anthony Edwards. I'm not quite sure Rich would want Zach Levine with Anthony Edwards. But Tyus Jones, the way he plays, like, that to me is ideal for for Wolves' offensive success 22-23 season. Hey, real quick here. We got some some breaking NBA executive news. <laughs> the voting results are in for 2021-22 NBA Executive of the Year. How many votes for Rosas? 
zero, <laughs> but one first place vote for Sachin Gupta. Hey, that's right. You know Gupta, what? Gupta received a first Oops. place vote. One, one of eight executives that received, or nine executives that received at least one first you know place what? vote. Former vote ESPN for colleague, is a vote somebody in town. Well, of course, I'm it's saying. a vote for Rosas. That's a vote for Rosas. I mean, I Rosas like the Bev extension. Bringing in Greg Monroe helped them yeah. win that Boston oh. game early in the season. But yeah, it's not like Suchin <laughs> did a whole lot. He navigated exactly. a tough situation here, but I'm not quite sure that's worthy of of a first place vote. Probably not. Probably but like, not. look at the Memphis executive. So the Memphis executive wins. He won it. He won it. Yeah, 16 first place votes. What exactly yeah. did he do? Like the Steve Adams trade? Now, Zaire Williams is going to be good. That was a good draft pick. If you look at how he has assembled that roster going back multiple years, he deserves all sorts of kudos. But for just this season, like, am I forgetting some moves? Like, Williams was a really good draft pick. He made the Adams trade. But it's not like you get a bunch of love for that. Yeah. Am I forgetting anything? It's a roster. But yeah, but it's a credit for his ability to build a roster. Well, of correct? course, so it's right? Not yeah, just based on. But I mean, it's, not it's just signing Tyus a couple years on, ago. It's, it's a body, drafting Brandon it's a body Clark. Of work, sure, work. yeah, it's body of work Which going back Gerson multiple years. Great job, Gerson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's a it's a vote for Gerson, right? Well, yeah, it's, right. It's, I mean, is there any other way to look at Gerson. it? It's either a vote for Gerson or it's somebody that didn't know the dynamics of the Timberwolves front office that led to the construction of the roster that overachieved by 12 wins. You know, well, I sure hope not. Right? That would be unfortunate, right? If a voter did not have that knowledge, I do wonder look at maybe base, it's... Look at the baseball writer. Is it a former ESPN <laughs> colleague? Remember, Suchin worked at ESPN. Was it a friend of his doing Trade him a favor guy. to get his name out there on that ballot today? The results are no, out there know. all over that social media, you know, on this platform, other platforms... We now can say Sachin Gupta got a first place vote. Interesting. It's good for him, right? Whether he ends up staying here or ends up elsewhere, it's good for him. It was your guy, Wendy, that he's the one who did it. He pulled the trigger. Well, Wendy and Sachin certainly have a good relationship. (laughs) Uh, All right. Anything, any other Wolves nuggets? Well, yeah, they have some guys uh, coming in tomorrow for a draft workout. I'll get names at some point later today, but be on the lookout. For that. So as of now, it's business as usual. Like Gupta doesn't organize these draft workouts. That's John Luca, typically assistant general manager. But Suchin is still in charge. Next week is the draft combine in Chicago. So Suchin, the rest of the front office will go down to Chicago. It's business as usual, right? Until told otherwise, Gupta is the final decision maker. Right now, they will collaborate on like the prospects they want to interview in Chicago. Heck, such a may not even lead those interviews when they can interview. It's something like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 draft prospects. Maybe it's a little bit more than that guys that, you know, presumably they'll target at pick 19, but maybe guys they'll also target in the second round with those three picks in the second round. But like Gupta's in charge, right? But I mentioned on Tuesday, Phil, you weren't a part of this conversation, but I mentioned with Judd, I was told that the Wolves have reached out to at least one organization seeking permission to interview somebody in that organization's front office for the president of operations job. When I have a specific name, I apologize, Judd. It's been a wild 24-ish hours, certainly a wild 14 hours. Out doesn't mean I don't want the name. My phone went dead. <laughs> Like, I didn't have a I phone. Still no excuse. Get a rotary <laughs> yeah. phone. I should have gone out to the car and just, you know. Dial it up. Yeah. So I apologize for that. But when I have a specific name, Phil, I've brought up the names Landry Fields out in brand going back to September. So certainly I'm tracking those two names, but I don't have anything official to report right this second. Just that I was told the Wolves have reached out to some organization seeking permission to interview somebody in that organization's front office. Hey, Doogie, tell Phil, though, what an NBA power broker sent you on a text because we didn't inform him of this this yet and this is this is reckless speculation i think some listeners zenith. is this the is this a rod laurie related yeah. it is so okay, a couple a couple listeners dm'd me that i love it i love it it's like this is on the Mackie and judge show i wasn't i'm not part of the second scoop session and people are informing our listeners are the best man informing oh they're great me hey, what happened yeah. so this was tuesday 11 54 a.m 
This is a current president of operations, somebody I've known for a really long time. I text him, you hearing anything on the president of operations job here with Minnesota? Hope you're well. He texts back, someone over Suchin? More curious if A-Rod and Lori can get the team. Hmm. So he's a Suchin guy, feels like Suchin's earned the opportunity, much like me, that like you don't need to go through a process. Finch loves him. It's kumbaya. Those two have great synergy. Like you make Suchin the president of operations. It's very much a no-brainer decision. He's earned this opportunity. What the heck did Elton Brand do in Philly? Or what has Landry Fields done? Or even, you know, Calvin Booth, one of my guys in Denver, and Calvin is fully capable, but why why disrupt things, right? It's good times right now. There's been so much drama at Mayo Clinic Square. They're drama-free right now. Keep that going. So to me, you elevate Suchin. And this president of operations agrees with that assessment. But he also says, more curious if A-Rod and Lori can get the team. That chatter, Phil, remains out there. So is it just financial questions? Yes. Is it Glenn Taylor cold feet questions? Well, I think that's some of it too, potentially. But yeah, I think there are some financial questions. Yes. I feel like Mark Laurie is going to find a way. All right. He has been a deal maker his entire 20 years professionally. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for those he, who are he, not he watching on YouTube, of, I'm nodding my head. Yeah. I mean, he got a taste of NBA life as an owner for the first, I mean, for a guy that literally knew nothing about basketball 12 months ago. And and hired Damian Lillard's shooting coach. He's been reading books and watching movies about basketball. He's been sitting courtside. I think he's got the fever. I don't know why. At this point, I don't think anything's going to stop him from cobbling together the necessary funds the next two years. But you know, it but is there is Taylor. a lot of money to go. There's also a lot of time to go. So it's May 2022. Technically, Lori Arod aren't supposed to take over as majority owners until December of 2023. Interesting. Uh, well, you know, the good news for Suchin, Judd, is if the Wolves happen to kick into the curb, there are some places hiring, and Polka Dot Dairy is one of them. That so there's always a fallback exactly. option for Wolves yes. executives. Yes, because you know what? We're talking about still joining a, a team, and, and Polka Dot Dairy is looking for drivers. And those opportunities, I'm going to tell you right now, starting salary, $60,000. Nothing to sneeze at, right? 401k match, which is awesome. And the best part, no weekends. And so a current CDL license is required. Polka Dot Dairy is a Minnesota-based and family-owned company with a great workplace environment. Go to polkadotdairy.com and click on jobs to apply. That's polkadotdairy.com and click on jobs to apply. So if you don't get that team, if you don't get that pobo job, Polka Dot Dairy is there to help you. And Declan, speaking of drivers, yeah, you gonna bust out the big guns at Meadows? Oh, you know it. You gonna let you gonna let the big dog bark? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Show me, show me your clubs. I want to see those clubs at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. And by the way, it's demo days at Mystic Lake this weekend and next weekend. But this Friday, Taylor Maid's gonna be there. Ping's gonna be there. Titleist. Maybe on Saturday, I have my Cobra driver. I love my Cobra. I've been using it for years. Uh, but they have now updated clubs. So if you want to get some new clubs, they have fittings at Demo Days this weekend at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. Visit GolfTheMeadows.com to learn more. GolfTheMeadows.com, an award-winning 18-hole public golf course. GolfTheMeadows.com. Boom. I feel left out. Right, Doogie. Where's my ad read? Huh. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's, just wait. It, 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 you, you might you might actually have one coming up at some point. Well, where, good. Uh, all right. Business has been better at Score North than it has in a while, and that's a good thing for for all of us. So thanks to our listeners and viewers, dude. Best you listeners, great. of all time. Yes. Seriously, um, Doogie. Let's transition into you know this might have a little bit of a short shelf life just because the schedule comes out tonight, but we want to get your potential schedule steam out onto the record here in case you're correct we want people to be able to celebrate it so and if i'm wrong you said this has a very short shelf life so it's like it doesn't (laughs) even exist i did have somebody put it this way the person who tipped me off and weeks upon weeks ago i said this is very much reckless speculation but said hey just look out for the possibility of viking saints in london Mm -hmm. all right that individual who tipped me off on that Turned out to be accurate. Told me to keep an eye on. You ready for this? Thanksgiving night. U.S. Bank Stadium. Yes. 
Mac yes. Jones, yes. New England Patriots. Duffin, baby. Love this. Kirk oh, Cousins, Minnesota Vikings. Now, if it's wrong again, Let's it's go. like this doesn't exist. No, no, this no, part of no, the scoop no. session doesn't exist. No, Let's, no, assume it's right. Let's assume Very it's Very much right. reckless speculation. So, so what you're saying is 4 o'clock on Thanksgiving, I can put down the fork, I can put down the spoon, I can put down the plate, I can tell anyone who's in my house, gotta go. Yep, tell Nadine, hit the road. No, she can stay here. Her and Don can drink all the wine. Oh, that's fine. You're hitting the road. Me me leaving is the key. I can. I love Thanksgiving football. Put down the fork. Pick up the chimes. Turkey and stuffing, mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie. I want to see Judd. Judd, can we get you to go over the holiday season? Just go to some sort of church or a synagogue. I don't care what the denomination is, and yeah, just okay. go go behind. You know where they got the chimes usually and in the back, play the chimes. and just go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for the other one? Yeah. So, yeah, Judd and I were going back and forth on Tuesday. It's pretty obvious when the Vikings have nine home games. And we know week two is a road game at Philadelphia. We know week four is a road game in London. In all likelihood, they are opening at home, right? Sunday, September 11th is a home game. They're not playing on that opening night Thursday. They're playing on the second Monday, so they're not playing on Monday, September 12th. So they are opening on Sunday, September 11th. And with nine home games and road games in weeks two and four, Pretty logical, right? They are opening at home on September 11th. My guess on Tuesday was the New York Giants. I said, I just don't see them opening up against a division opponent. Don't think it will be an AFC opponent. So that Mm -hmm. leaves the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Giants. I said, I don't think it'll be Dallas week one. So it came down for me, Arizona and the New York Giants. I guessed the New York Giants. Well, it sounds like. And again, if this is wrong, this doesn't exist, right? Reckless no, speculation. Not, not, you're fine. I think you're right here. I'm, I'm seeing some stuff here. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. Well, continue. Packers at Vikings week one. Oh, oh. oh. Let's get it. Yeah. Not a noon kickoff your- either. Don't know if it would be 325 or Sunday oh. night football. But okay. not a noon game. kickoff. Is some stuff leaking? Yeah. I haven't been on Twitter for five minutes. Well, yes. so, so the yes. great news is there. There, well, there's actually breaking schedule release Twitter news here too. So there is a, a Twitter account called it's like NFL schedule leaks, and they just launched an account a couple weeks ago, and they're just every verified? two hours just tweeting games. Not verified. It's just I don't know who this is, but there's another one here. Vikes fan nineteen thirty just sent this to us on Twitter here. It's NFL schedule release, but the the handle is nerding on NFL. There's 4,000 followers, and this account is just tweeting out schedule leaks. Packers at Vikings, week one, 425 Eastern. Not Sunday night like previously rumored, but this is a prime Fox afternoon game. All right. Well, do they have the entire Vikings schedule? Check on Vikings at Bears, week 18. So we know because of Bill Huber in Green Bay, Packers beat guy, Vikings at Packers, New Year's Day, January yeah, so, 1st, 2023. That would be week 17. Do they have Vikings at Bears week 18? No. However, oh, okay. wait, here's another one. Oh, oh this boy. is great. Oh, oh, man. Okay. So many things leaking right now. So we, I, I did see a leak that week 18 Packers-Lions at Lambeau, which then would mean Vikings-Bears. Well, wherever. just based on what we discussed, if it's Vikings Packers week one, Vikings Packers week 17, we know it's not Vikings Packers week 18. Yep. Right. So it has so, to be so Vikings Bears because you finish with Vikings a division Bears. game. The question is, would that be at U.S. Bank Stadium or at Soldier? I was Don't told to look out for Vikings at Bears week 18. Oh, interesting. Okay. So here's another one. So you're right. You're right. So, yeah. About so that. the Vikings it would is- then finish road game, road game. We've also seen a leak that the Vikings play mm. at the Bills week mm. 15, and now another leak that the Vikings will play at the Dolphins Week 14. Hmm. So well, that doesn't Dolphins make a lot of week sense 14, then. At Bills week You're not 15. going road game Week 14, road game Week 15, okay, home game Week 16, but then road game yeah, Week no. 17. You're not finishing four out of five on the road. So I wonder if Vikings-Bears or, Week 18 is at U.S. Bank or Stadium. Or are you? Or is it a gauntlet? A gauntlet of road games well, against the Buffalo let's say Let's say it's true. We Packers. know all these road games, so they're going to have a bunch of home games. Because remember, it's nine home games. 
this year. So if we know week two on the road, week four no on the road, reportedly yeah. week 14 oh, on the road, oh, week 15 on the road, week 17 on the road, potentially week 18 on the road. The Vikings are folding. Oh, no. We have, another, we have another league. Vikings going back to London week 13. Not, what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings will be based at Wembley Stadium. That's yeah. the, Vikings, yeah. the Vikings are moving to Europe. What is happening? Oh, my God. Norm Green bought them and just moved them. I love these. By the way, you could just – this is the, the best part about Twitter and the worst part. You could just launch an account that says yes, that's what NFL Schedule Info 2022, that's, and you could just start tweeting things out. That's what people do. Yes, that's exactly Well, what I saw happened. a couple days ago somebody oh, speculated the Ravens were playing Thanksgiving night. And now, 24-ish hours later, people are saying, no, 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 Baltimore is not playing Thanksgiving night. So you're right. You could throw anything out. That's why I preface everything I laid out in this part of the scoop as very much living up to the theme of today, reckless (laughs) speculation. That's fair. Dukes, what makes sense about that, though, is the Vikings have never played Thanksgiving night. And and for a long time, it was threatened that they were going to. So it would make sense to put them against the Patriots, obviously – a team of national interest on Thanksgiving night. That actually does make a lot of sense in the schedule mix. Well, I'm just telling you, the person who led me on yeah. to, I'm just, I'm I don't know. Did anybody have out? Not that I'm taking credit. I don't care, but did anybody have Viking saints before I threw it out there on this segment? I think it's in yours. London. Can no, I take ownership um, of that? All right. I think it's um, yours. The guy from the, Times Picune, right? He came with it right after you did. So, so clearly there were sources talking about it. But I think you were the first person I saw it from. Someone just leaked the full Saints schedule. That's happening. So full, so full schedules are now leaking. Well, out. I saw yeah, a full Dolphin is... schedule too Da-da. from a credible source. Okay. Yeah, this happened. Have you seen a full uh, USFL schedule for next year? Yeah, Declan and I have. Uh, you know, just asking for a friend. Just, you know, for a friend. <laughs> I'm just looking for the Birmingham Stallions slate. <laughs> Please. Oh, hey, we have to, real quick. So, you take Birmingham. Um, I, all today. I care about is Kyle Slaughter. Wherever Kyle Slaughter is, that's all I care about. Yeah, Dukes, I need your. I need one more uh, bit of insighting from you. So I don't do a ton of reporting. Listen, I, you know, I, I fancy myself as uh, a reporter as needed in mm-hmm. the Minnesota sports landscape. All and you I feel do like, is piss off Byron Buxton's wife. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later. about that later in the show, too. Add her to the list of player wives that have either blocked Block. or chirped Judd or myself on Block Twitter. Mackey. It's the Samantha Ponder annual chirping of a player wife on the internet. So I'm told by someone who would know that J.C. Treader, one of the top three to five centers in the NFL, even with the, the banged up knees, that he has a very short list of teams he would sign with. And the Vikings are on that short list. It's essentially up to the Vikings if they want to make a viable offer to him. So... Listen, the Vikings don't have a center under contract beyond 2022. They just declined the fifth-year option on Garrett Bradbury, so he's a lame duck. I don't know why you wouldn't do this unless there's some medical issue with his knees that you just don't think. And Quasey would know because Quasey was in, in Cleveland last year, but what do you think, Doogie? Well, okay, so we're sitting here on May 12th. Why haven't the Vikings already made an offer? So what does Quasey Or any team. Know? Has any team made an offer? That I don't know. I feel pretty confident suggesting the Vikings have not made an offer. I can't speak on the Eagles or the Giants or the Dolphins or any other team. Certainly Miami could make some sense for a center. Not quite sure. I just randomly threw out those other teams. But like, I feel pretty good telling you the Vikings haven't made him an offer as of yet. So I do wonder about the medicals there, specifically the injured knee or is it both knees? I don't know. I haven't studied Treader's medical situation too deeply. But that has to be it. Now, his dad is very active on social media. And a couple of sleuths reached out to me, said, hey, look at the gentleman's likes, Mr. Treader's likes. He likes more Vikings-centric, his son signing with the Vikings tweets, than any other team. Certainly in the last few weeks. So J.C. Treader's dad. I'm about to sound like Chris Thomas. J.C. Treader's dad is liking all these tweets that are suggesting his son landing here in Minnesota. Put a cold call into Bill Parcells, too, just to finish off the article. I mean, this would make sense for what we talked about a couple weeks ago. That, like, I don't understand some of these suggestions out there that Garrett Bradbury has been promised anything. Like, could he win the job, be the week one starting center on September 11th? Absolutely. Like, as we sit here May 12th, he hasn't been promised anything. 
No, no, he know, you know he what I had heard promised. that Chris Reed. He, you know, he's been promised he'll be a yeah. free agent after the season. That's yeah, what he's I mean, been Chris Reed may get some looks there in camp. I mean, I think I've suggested that, that that's been suggested to him. Ed Ingram, uh, no, so far, but maybe keep an eye on that. I think he got some snaps at center down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, but LSU, he was, you know, left guard, right guard. But certainly, you know, minimum Reed, maybe Schlotman as well. The new offensive line coach has history with Schlotman from their days together. In Denver, but I was certainly told Reed specifically. I'll I'll keep checking on Schlotman. Was told so far no on Ingram, but I'm just wondering if that changes. But like somebody's going to come in, or somebody that's already in, like going to at least compete with Garrett. And if you sign Trider, I mean, I think that's a no brainer. That means he's medically cleared. He's your starting center. You're not bringing in Trider to compete for for anything. But yeah, I think your intel, Phil. Like I don't have any reason to doubt what you just said. Put it that way. Well, anyway, Duke's twins question what what is the timetable uh before we find out if paddock is actually going to undergo a second tommy john surgery well i think we'll know here i think he knows uh we the public or we reporters should know here pretty quick it's a matter of whenever anybody wants to text one of us back whether that's me dan hayes somebody else you know scott boros wants to reach out to his guy john Heyman. you know that's paddock's that's paddock's agent you know but I'm led to believe he's got a pretty good idea. In fact, you know, when I was in the clubhouse on whatever day that was, Tuesday, you know, speaking with him, I mean, he certainly sounded like a guy that that is preparing for for a second Tommy John. Had it initially in 2016. Certainly sounded like a guy ready for, for surgery. Then he can be back at some point next year leading into his free agent year. You know, he even suggested that, that twins you want to do that now compared awesome. to later. So he's got some some ramp up before becoming an unrestricted free agent. Dude literally had an injection for a partially torn UCL six months ago, and the Twins were like, yep, yep. checks out to us. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, guys. I mean, he was throwing, though, in Peoria, right, at the Padres Spring Training Facility. They had eyeballs on him. They had the video. That sounds like a movie. That sounds like but I understand, a film. Phil, I understand where Throwing you're coming in from. Peoria. And that's entirely possible why why Preller there decided, okay, yeah, like, of course I can move Chris Paddock. If I can convince somebody to take him, you know, let's yeah. do it. And, you know, Taylor Rogers finally gave up a run the other night, but he's been about the best closer in the National League. Yeah. All right, Dukes. Good stuff, man. This was a very fulfilling, reckless speculation Thursday. Well, that's good. Couple final notes. David Roddy, Breck High School, Mountain West Player of the Year from Colorado State, had recent draft workouts with the Nuggets and Rockets. If I were him, I would stay in the draft. Not quite sure his draft, you know, stock will be will be any higher. Not quite sure what he would accomplish going back to college, but he is maintaining his college eligibility. Brad Davison, Maple Grove High School, Wisconsin Badgers, draft workout today with the Atlanta Hawks. Peyton Willis, former Gopher. Also in that draft workout today in Atlanta. Awesome, man. There he is. Darren Doogie Wolfson. Inside information about Minnesota sports teams. Great stuff. Scoop dude. podcast. Five eyewitness news. Thank All you, right. Declan. You, you brought I it. I thought it was just sort it. of okay, but sure. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. All right. See you, boys. All right. That's, that's Doogie. Appreciate Bye, him. Uh, that scoop session also presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over 100 years helping businesses maximize their potential and their success through risk management tools and resources. You can find out more about how Federated can help your business at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Does throwing in Peoria not sound like a great independent film? Yeah. Or like an indie band of some kind? Yeah, yeah throwing right. in That's Peoria. Good like I thought of like a Netflix, like coming to, ne- coming <laughs> to Netflix, album. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. You know, Is it a just- miniseries? Yeah. So like a Netflix, like a five-part yeah. series. Yeah. It certainly could be, but mm-hmm. I just I heard it and I thought to myself that that is an independent type of film throwing in Peoria. Yeah, it's almost like something that they would show for you know for two days at the the Minnesota Film Festival or whatever yep. at you know the St. Anthony Main Theater. Yep. Where you go in, you get a big tub of popcorn. There's four other people, and you just kind of kick your feet up. Yeah, but it, but it gets but it starts to like gain steam. Yeah, or not, and, and then get gets right. a, you know what potential yeah. Oscar nomination. Or it just, or its contract runs out, and another, you know, theater the picks it up after two years. And the candidates years. are throwing in Peoria, Chris Paddock. Amazing, amazing. Uh, all right, you guys, uh, you guys want to venture forward here, on Mackie and Judd? Do it. Okay. So, 
I know it's Reckless Speculation Thursday. I don't know that this falls into the Reckless Speculation category. It's more of, it's, it's more, uh, I don't know. It's confirmation. It's, 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 yeah, it's confirmation Thursday. Yeah. Cause we, com- we, yeah. We had speculated and not just speculated, but through your insighting and just the, you know, the people that you talked to the last few years, even Doogie, that Ryan Suter isn't exactly the best behind the scenes culture guy that, you know, he's got one persona that you see on the ice and he's a grinder and he's very stoic and he's a Midwestern guy. Right. And, and I think wild fans really loved Ryan Suter. And he was in those quick trip commercials buying, you know, Caesar salads from the deli and, you know, typical things that guys home, who make $8 million do. <laughs> I like to stop and get a salad for my family. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. So let's play some audio here. And I, one more thing on this setup. I think a lot of people were sort of shocked, including Ryan himself, when Billy Guerin came in and said, uh-uh, guy, we are, we are so done with you behind the scenes. We are going to eat cap hits for lunch and dinner the next few seasons just to get you out of here and build a new culture. And longtime NHL veteran Jason Arnott, he played for a number of different teams. He played with Suter for a few years with the Nashville Predators before Suter came over to the Wild. And Declan, I don't know if there's any other setup to this other than this is amazing commentary that you probably won't hear anywhere else. I mean, like, you'll hear it on other shows. But guys don't open up like this to savage former teammates very often. All he would do is complain about he can't. Yeah, how come he's not on the power play? How come he doesn't play? He doesn't play enough. I can't believe this guy's making this much money. Webbs was he was night and day. He he wanted to learn and super respectful and played hard and you know so two different dynamics of mentality of of players. I heard it was he was a huge distraction in that dressing room and uh, you know knowing Billy Garen he's not putting up with that and he's cleaning house to, to, to bring back. And, and now look at them. They're, you know, he's built a phenomenal team without all that money and distraction on the cam and strict podcast, by the way, what do you make of those comments? I think they're confirmation. Absolutely. And Jason Arnott was a captain. Like he was a respected guy. Um, I think that those are confirmation of the fact that, that, Ryan, and to a certain degree, too, throw in Zach, uh, signed here and thought that they were going to run the show. Like, it's a fact. It is a fact that they basically said, we want to practice at Braemar Rink in Edina because we both have homes in Edina. And this team was based in St. Paul. Now, previous to to that, they did practice a a lot of parades. So, yeah, but when when you are dictating where your teammates have to drive to to practice in the winter, that says a ton. Um, and then, so here's what Jason didn't touch on, too. And this is where I think it went uh, completely off the tracks was, it's a known fact, that Ryan had Craig Leopold's ear. So he ba- so it basically went from a young player complaining when he shouldn't have to a veteran player who probably said, you might want to shut up, to the owner who was compensating him with a huge contract, who who is a huge fan. And that's not a bad thing, but it is a bad thing if the wrong people get to the guy who's a huge fan. So, yeah, I mean, these are all, you know, I was told flat out that between periods, Ryan would seek out the statistics and look at his time on ice to make sure that he got his. Um, these are all things that kill a culture, absolutely kill it. And, and uh, there are fans who are like, well, who cares about the culture? Just win. Yeah. Well, yeah, but culture is a huge part of winning games and absolutely. Ryan and, and also too, um, there's a reason why throughout the course of their t- time here that Koivu never handed over the sea or didn't flat out lose it to one of those two. Um, so yeah, I, I it's it's great stuff. Like it's juicy, it's fun to hear. Uh, but it is just more confirmation of who Suter was and, and maybe a little bit of who Zach became as well. Like like I don't think that we can let him off the hook completely. Um, but when you have a situation, I the most important thing I think 
is this. The day that those two signed, there were stories written, and at the time I thought they were absolutely true, about this is going to open the door now. Like there's going to be other veteran guys, like good veteran guys, who might take a little bit less to play here because this team is now established and it's got two guys that are seen as glue guys because at the time we thought they were glue guys, right? Think about the amount of guys that never came here. And, and you know, there was this whole thing about they'll recruit, right? They're going to recruit <laughs> these guys. Yeah. They're going to get them to come here. And unlike, let's say, basketball, it's the state of hockey. So why wouldn't guys want to come here and win a cup? And ultimately, you didn't see that. Why not? Because the culture stunk. Why did it, it stink? Because you, you had two guys who were in it for theirs. And look, you could say what you want, but I mean, I still don't think to this day Koivu was a great captain. I think Koivu in his prime did a lot of things well, but that locker room lacked a dynamic that I can flat out say now, and it's not that things are perfect, but that locker room now does not lack. Marcus Foligno won't have this crap, which is great. Um, and the most important thing, as cliched as this might be, is hockey is a team sport. And when you get guys who are like, hey, this is all about me, you, it's a breakdown in culture that I don't think you can recover from. Maybe you can a little bit in baseball, uh, but in a team sport like hockey, where you're where you grow up with this fundamental belief that it's all about the entire team, you can't have a dude scouting out his playing time between periods. And and look, I mean, there was a there was a wild coach briefly here who the the story was when he was yeah when when he was not retained basically told Suter you are uneffing coachable yeah you are un and and the and the main breakdown there and this is the incredible thing you guys the main breakdown there was in the playoff series against Dallas Suter screwed up he screwed up a play that resulted i believe in a goal against in his own zone the coach just said he never named him. He just said that's a play that we need to correct. Can't happen. I forget the exact wording. But he never said, you know, Ryan screwed that up. Suter went nuts just based on the fact that the play was identified. You're uneffing coachable. That's Ryan Suter. Yeah. No, it's I think too when you look back at the whatever it was, nine or ten years, nine years that Parisian Suter played for the team and you can nitpick any individual season and justify, well, they ran into the Blackhawks or, well, they ran into a hot goalie here or whatever it is. But if you look at the whole thing in totality, they had some really talented teams. Did they have the most talented team necessarily? No. But did they have enough talent at some point with the young guys that came up and with the veterans like Suter and Parisi and Koivu, et cetera, to make one run beyond the second round in a decade? Yeah, I think it's a it's a huge underachievement that they didn't get to a conference finals or a Stanley Cup or, or hoist a cup at some point. So then you start to look at, okay, well, why doesn't the talent, which wasn't perfect, but why doesn't the talent match up with the results in the postseason? Why are they just getting dumped in the first round and the second round unceremoniously? And now that something like this, and we and we had heard rumblings about this even during, but the more you know, once a guy is gone from the team, then people feel more free to talk about it, or once a guy is retired. You know, feel more you know, more comfortable talking about it. Um, and also, so I guess what I'm saying is, this is part of the why. Why don't why didn't these teams gel more? Because the leadership was suspect. But the second thing I would say is, how bad of a teammate was Ryan Suter that a former player? Most guys would just not say this publicly, right? That guy had about 20 bad teammates in my career. There's no benefit to me actually calling them out on a radio show or a podcast. How much he still thinks about this 10 or 15 years later to say what he did on that show. And the best part is he said <laughs> about that. He, he said that, that during their time together with the Preds, they lived in like the same block. And so they would drive to games together. And that's where, where suits would complain constantly. Mm hmm. But, I mean, think about this. If you're a captain, right, and, like, you, you've had success and, and you know what it takes, and some young punk like that at the time tells you what's what. You know, I can't believe this guy's being paid that. Um, it's going to stick. Because, like, I'm sure, I'm sure Jason has watched Ryan's career now, which, by the way, as far as the uh, playoffs go, which in this sport is the judgment. And has seen how little he's done, right? I'm sure it's stuck. I'm sure he's. I'm sure it's stuck. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, this is a sport. Look, 
The 2003 Wild, think about that team, okay? Think about that team for a second. They played three years into expansion. Guys like Walls, who I love dearly, but I mean, you know, Wes Walls milked every ounce of talent from his body. Um, They play the Avalanche. So, like, that's not a, well, they got to break their mat. That is Wah, Blake. And, yeah, I don't care if they're at the end or not. Those guys know how to win. They are wired right. And you beat them in seven games, you're down three to one. Next round, you play the Canucks. Again, goaltending not great, but still some really nice players. You're down three to one again. You rally. And to your point, Phil, this collection then subsequently with with a lot more talent and a lot more backing um, never gets past the second round. Never gets past the second round. Mm-hmm. Like that speaks that speaks volumes to what culture means. And I know we're sitting here, and you know, and a lot of people might listen to this or watch this on the Score North YouTube channel after the Wild series against the Blues is decided or whatever. But so the result of the series aside, it does feel different now. If they lose to the Blues in six or seven, it's gonna, it's definitely going to be a bad taste, and it's definitely you'll know, feel like Groundhog's Day. But um, it. This collection feels different. The chemistry feels different. I yes. think the fact that Kaprizov, you're allowing a young guy to blossom, and the veterans aren't getting in the way of a young player or two rising up and being the face of the team, right? Does it Does it feel different to you guys? Yeah, it feels different. Definitely feels different. Um, I mean, Garen took that calculated risk. And look, the, the Wild now have to field a team with $69 million in cap space when the league's salary cap is $82 million for the next three seasons. So he understood that risk. Um, and he wouldn't have done that if he didn't think the culture could be better. And I think guys like, yes, Foligno, um, kind of establishing that and getting those bad eggs out of the room, which was Suter and Parisi. Um, and, and yeah, to the Torchetti point, uh, and I've, I heard things too, even more behind the scenes, like him and Torchetti just did not get along. And it, I think it speaks volumes too. And look, like John Torchetti doesn't have the same pedigree as a Boudreaux um, or, and whatnot, and other these established coaches in the NHL. But like when a dude steps in, he gets given this job from the minor leagues, and he comes in and says, You're a problem. Like that's an indict. That's such an indictment on Ryan Suter, man. Like if he said that about some slappy, like you need to try harder, or a young player that maybe hasn't risen up yet, that's one thing. But he literally said that about arguably one of the top 10 defensemen in the NHL. And that's on Ryan. Like, that's completely on Ryan. And where Bill Guerin was right is this, and th- this is this is scary to say. Ryan Suter is more valuable eating up your precious cap room not being here. Like, that's the thing. Because he was going to eat up cap room. The question is, okay, he's here. He's not what he once was, but you know what? He's still, you know, a top four defenseman, right? You are saying... And I think Bill Guerin's right. I would rather pay. I, I would rather pay a penalty for you not to work here than, than have you eat up cap room here, helping us out because behind the scenes, you're such a cancer. Mm-hmm. That that's what it's saying. Because because like the cap penalties were coming with or without him here, but they are. But they basically felt like. And look, look, it is no surprise. And I mean, this is again so great. It is no surprise that Zach Brazy was just part of, of a team that just fired a veteran coach in Barry Trotz, who's respected, who's going to get a job year one. And I'm not saying he's the entire problem, but guess what? They missed the playoffs. Trotz was fired, which shocked everyone. There is a very good chance that, that when the Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames series is done, Rick Bonus will not be back in Dallas. That's where Ryan is now. Like these things aren't just, uh, well, that's a coincidence. These things all put the puzzle together of the disappointment that was the tenure of two guys who, when they got here, were very talented, but were never on the page of how can we make this place the best place, which yeah. is what we thought. So interesting, those comments. Uh, we, we've got some breaking NFL schedule news here, if you guys want it. All right. Some more breaking NFL schedule news. The NFL schedule leaks account that we have been referencing at an arm's length this week just tweeted, y'all idiots will really believe anything you see on the internet without fact-checking your sources. Anyone who has a blue check who retweeted me should lose their check. Oh, you're kidding. (laughs) He's been duping people the whole week. Yes. You know what? (laughs) 
That's actually incredible. You tell them we don't care. You tell them we don't care. In that fairness, we, I don't. I don't think I personally retweeted any of those. I was I a responsible Twitter journalist. I haven't retweeted any schedule thing because I'm skeptical about, ever, about no, it all. No, we haven't been spreading it around Twitter. We've only been spreading these around our YouTube well, channel. So we are I being recklessly speculated on the entire Viking schedule. Oh, Which, by the way, I I stand behind. Actually, like I think this is great fun. A uh, little bit so. more too. This from uh, Karen Gurgian, I believe she is oh, a beat writer I, for the I Boston Herald, Patriots I beat writer. You had a run in with her? No, yeah, I'll tell you. About oh, oh, you Judd did. Okay, I was saying no, I did I not. Did. Shockingly, um, she oh, just tweeted out as my internet yeah. here at Hubbard is doing a great job uh, that the Vikings and Patriots are going to meet on Thanksgiving. So. So that is happening. That yeah. is happening. Doogie did it. Yeah. Yeah. Doogie got it. Okay, what is this running? Dukes with the scoops and Dukes with the scoops and What's that? What's this running you had? Oh, um, so uh, 2010, right before uh, the Patriots and Vikings played in the infamous Moss game. Oh yeah. Um, Karen worked for the Bo- worked, and I think still works for the Boston Herald. You just said. And so she came to town for the week to cover the Vikings locker room and to talk to Moss. Now, Moss wasn't talking to us at, at the time, but one day in the locker room, I noticed she's talking to Moss because, you know, he's such a contrarian. He was going to talk to the Boston reporters. He was blah, blah, blah. And so I, I moseyed on over because at the time I was in touch with the league about the fact that Moss uh, w- was not talking to to the local press, which, by the way, I think you're required to do like twice a week. And Moss clammed up. So so I'm going back to, to the press room, and she's like saddles up to me and says, do you often break up one-on-ones? And I'm like, oh, my God. That's such a I passive-aggressive said, question. And I said, I do when the guy won't talk to the press here, and I'm trying, and I'm actively trying to get him fined. Yes, I do. And she gets, you know, and then she just walked away, stormed away. And sure enough, I got him fined. I was very happy. Congratulations. He yeah. deserved it. He got it. But she's like, you often break up one on one. Let's get her on the show. Let's get her on the show. You often break up. I'm like, yeah, when I'm trying to do my job, I certainly do. And no, I once got that too from a, from a South care. I covered the final four for ESPN radio. And, um, and one of those gigs was, you, I did this for the Vikings too. Like you go in the locker room and, and you hand you literally your cell phone over and then the ESPN host will interview the player via your yeah. cell phone. And um, after the national championship, I think it was South Carolina. Um, I got a one-on-one with someone and some South Carolina beat writer just looked at me and said, did you clear this with the SID? Like his teeth just gruntled. <laughs> and I said, no, I said, you're supposed to. And I said, all right, go get him then. Cause he's Screw on the you, phone. Dude. Yeah. I was, I was like, then go get him then. I said, go get him then and let him take the cell phone out of his hand. Go for it. Right. Go, go and do dear, that. Dear, okay. Good okay. Mackie and Judd Journalism Class 101. Good for you. Stop being at the mercy of PR people yeah. with sports teams. Right. Yeah. You have a job to do. Go do exactly. your job. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, especially for like that. Like that. That's a good job by you, actually. Yeah, you're doing your job. Yeah. And to go get. Because I would, I have never done that, that job, but I have to think that's a pain to it like sucks. actively try and get a guy to go <laughs> on a radio show, hand him a phone like post game yeah. when guys are like hyped up. That would not be fun. Yeah, I did that for one Viking season. Had to do it like four different oh, you times. Did I did it for yeah. three, it like four back years. Like two thousand five. So like with uh, good stuff. players or like like would you like try Corin to get, Robinson? You know, yeah, you, you, you kind of like get Corin, like you, the second to third tier. And of course, like the producer is always saying like, "Oh, can you uh, can you get Diggs or Kirk?" It's like no. There's right. no chance they're going to do yeah, that. Just, but I can get I'll you Everson Griffin Kirk real quick. Yeah. yeah, I can get you Eric right. Kendricks. You know, I, I can get you one of them. I appreciate uh, that. By the way, NFL schedule leaks tweets again. Literally, none of that ish was real. This is awesome. <laughs> you, you know what you should do? Retweet them though I and am. say thanks for the fodder, dude. It's because it's true. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, it's so great. There, there's a fighting chance. <laughs> That that's, that account will end up like accidentally being right on two or three things. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, and then what they were good. doing is when when a game would actually get reported, they would go back and say, "Hey, sorry, we missed this one. It's actually anyway, this." Yeah. Full credit to Darren Doogie Wolfson for the Patriots Vikings scoop. It sounds like that's right. Good yes. Job, okay. Can we get to some yeah. old tweets exposed here Let's before we now. wrap the show? Right. Before we get more, it's been a very, it's actually been journalist. a very active. Very active 24 hours on Twitter for your boy here, old Macadac, getting chirped at by Byron Buxton's wife last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. I hear your thoughts. So, okay. So, I 
I tweeted, I don't know, yesterday, a couple days ago. And I don't, I don't have my tweet in front of me, but I tweeted uh, that Byron Buxton, despite not having landed on the injured list, has missed, has managed to miss 37% of the Twins games so far this season. And, and like a little kind of, I don't know, like a exasperated face, like a face. You know? Again, this is just, I am probably the biggest Byron Buxton homer and stan that there is. I've been calling him the best player in baseball for two years. Uh-huh. I was the one on this show that said, no, you should give him $100 million and just cross your fingers. And uh, Lindsey Buxton chimes in and says, keep that same energy all season, Phil. Phil. <laughs> Listen, I, first of all, what, where, where were you when I was the only person wanting to give him $100 million for the last two seasons? The only person so, calling him the best player in baseball. Now you chime in in a moment so of frustration? She again searches his name. Like I, like I guess I don't know Sam Ponder or someone might have sent her the the okay. tweet or something I don't know so but add her to the list of Mackie and Judd player wives that have either blocked us or chirped us on Twitter over the years but Sam here's Ponder what <laughs> here's what I don't like about that one is is it's like the one that, it's like the exchange that I had uh, the wife of uh, the reliever guy yeah Blake something Blake it? Parker Blake, Blake Parker. Parker you didn't. Your nice. tweet and exasperation was not criticism. It's like, my God, I wish he could play. It's a fact, yeah. Right, but I mean, it's also like a, like regret. Like, you want to watch him play. Uh, like, it's not like Buxton's being soft. Well, like, I feel, well, I feel like if people I mean, are going to get mad, especially family, I want it to be because I savaged the guy, not because I was like, well, I wish this guy could play. Well, yeah, and like, and I guess... I understand the frustration you're trying to stand, but first of all, you guys have a hundred million dollars guarantee coming your way. Why are you bothering to search names on Twitter? Just go enjoy your life. You guys are going to be fine. Yeah. But secondly, true. when you talk about keep that same energy, uh, what's the energy I've been keeping for years on this guy? That he's an incredible player and he's the best player in baseball. Like, I where mean, are you? Really does. Jump like into it. my timeline then. Maybe maybe Perhaps maybe she likes it, Phil. Maybe go back to one of those tweets and just comment and say thank you for supporting my husband. Okay. What if she showed that to Buck and said, Byron, this is why you need to play more, and she's motivating him? Yeah, maybe. You. maybe. Could be the like, case. Like, what if she's on? Like, keep it up, Phil, because now because you played last night. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, they they played like five minutes and then a tornado ripped through Minneapolis. Yeah, I got a double header to get. I to. was. I was <laughs> okay. frightened. That's true. Dec- that Declan does have a doubleheader to get to. So let's Dex get to old drunk. tweets exposed. I was frightened. Presented by our friends. And it's okay. You, 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 know, you don't have to be ashamed of this. At Valley Park Medical Clinic, dedicated to providing breakthrough ED remedies to men in the greater Twin Cities area. The treatments are surgery-free, drug-free, and non-invasive. And they will work with you in a discreet, professional manner to make you feel at home. Get control of your love life if you suffer from ED at valleyparkmedicalclinic.com. Valleyparkmedicalclinic.com. All right. Speaking of uh, the Ryan Suter, Zach Parisi era, let's go to the old timeline, the Phil Mackey here. Go back in time a little bit. Let's go to March 18th, 2013. What I love about Zach Parisi, I'm not sure anyone works harder on the ice than he does on any given shift. What he loves about, I'm, about ZP. I think I'm safe on this one. In 2013, that was 1,000% right. Yep. Sure. ZP. I think I'm safe on this one. Okay. Yeah. I think no, I don't... he worked his ass off. Yeah, the issues with Parisi were more like, Later in his career, breaking down, maybe some leadership stuff here and there. Not quite the suitor level. Staying on the ice against the Golden Knights, being scratched for it, deservedly so. Mm. All right, now Judd and I, we don't have to go back very far. For Judd, just uh, about three weeks ago. Pay the man his money. Fiala has earned it tonight. (laughs) And now Judd claiming that he has cost himself millions with his uh, playoff performance this series. Yeah, he's cost himself money for sure. Yeah, that's, that's... that's a good one, Declan. Pay the yeah. man his money. So are you are you you're out on this one? You're out on this tweet? Well, compared to how he was playing on the night of April, I think that was seventeenth. Yeah, I was uh it's not looking so good right now. Oh boy. I mean, he has three assists, he has no See, goals. He well, the Fiala Stan himself, this executive producer, let's just go back to three days ago to uh May eighth. Fiala won't get the goal, but that goal starts because of him, so you can put your negative 22 takes in the trash you win. can emoji. Actually, you 42 win, likes Stan. on this tweet. Um, yeah, I love just Stan. lashing, man. Just lashing. Great. I, I love how the youth lashes on Twitter. They, they, do, they, do, lash. they do lash. They do lash. 
Like their favorite players and people, they just lash out in defense of them. Yeah, I still think Judd takes the cake here. Judd, in one month, has done a complete 180 saying, pay the man. Now he's like, pay the man, but pay him a lot less. He's not quite worth it. Listen, I will take the W. Thank you very much. Nice job. Old tweets exposed. All right, Reckless Speculation Thursday. Are you not entertained? Thanks to Doogie for bringing his fastball today. Tomorrow, Feedback Friday. Uh, Tonight on the Purple Daily Channel, a schedule release recap and unveil and also uh, Wild Ventline, Judd's Hockey Show on the Score North YouTube channel. Will they extend to a Game 7? The Hockey Whisperer's career is on the line tonight. That's exciting stuff. And schedule release will come at a time of day when I suggest you all bring your surlies because I certainly will. And a boy. All right, boys. That's a wrap. Mackie and Judd, we'll see you guys tonight.